Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner Podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anything and everything. My name is Caleb Mason. And my name is not Caleb Mason. It's, in fact, Todd Hicksonball, a.k.a. You want to say it? The Todd Father. That's me. And we are back. We've been taking a little bit of, of break throughout the summer. We're reevaluating some stuff on the podcast and figuring out how we can continue to improve and get better. But today... We, we be are back, back, homie. Let's do it. And we're coming in hot. Like the song. We are about to give you all the things that we've learned from and some of the things that we have learned as well. Um, but Todd, it's been a little bit uh it's been a little bit since we've been on the podcast. So let's just talk like let's just talk a little bit like what has what's gone on with you in the month of July. So um I think we talked about yeah, we talked about it in do the June episode. We talked about how I, I changed jobs, and so I'm about four weeks in. Um, when this thing airs, I'll be five weeks in. Um, and so, I, job, I mean, new job. And so just adjusting to all of that, learning the new things, all of the new things, and just how stuff operates, and that's been a lot of fun. So for me, that's been the biggest change. Um, and so just through the month of July, meeting with all of the people, doing all of the Amish country things because the church that I work at is in the middle of Amish country in Ohio, which that's awesome. Um, so I've been eating a lot of Amish food and I may or may not have gained weight. That's what's new with me. Uh, it's been, it's been a, a pretty crazy month. Uh, you were on vacation for half of it. Yeah. But before that, uh, I, so Todd and I work at the same church. We work at uh, two different locations. Our church is a multi-site church. And so you're in um, Holmes County in Ohio, and I'm in Coshocton County. And I'm uh, a family life pastor there. And so uh, I was at middle school camp earlier. Yeah, you were. Which that in itself. Is it that needs, so I believe that churches, when they take middle school students, I think they should bring cameras and do documentaries. I think that they should. And I think it should be called um, Away From Home, Tales of Torture for Adults. <laughs> I do. I just think it should be called something crazy like that because you had all of the stories come back. Is there any story that you want to share? Like, Do you have a story that was like the story that made middle school camp pop for you? Well, I'll just tell you, um, I'll tell you one real quick. So one of the things that we decided to do um, is on the way down, we we were going to uh, this camp put on by uh, CIY Creston Youth at Indiana Wesleyan University. Shout out to Creston Youth. And so what we did was on the way there, right after lunch, we stopped by a Walmart and we gave every single kid $10 <laughs> and said, hey, you know, go buy uh, snacks, you know, for your for your group. And that way, you know, someone like someone can get like salty snacks, someone can get sweet snacks, someone could get like like Powerade or stuff stuff like that. That's what we were thinking. That's what we were thinking would happen. This sounds like one of the best things ever. So, what happens is some kids bought snacks. Other kids decided that we are going to buy water guns and have an epic water gun fight during camp did nobody raise your their hand in the meeting when you decided that you were going to do this and say what if they don't buy snacks did nobody do this uh not that i can remember but i will say this 
it was an epic water gun fight. And it so, was really fun and Okay, awesome. so I just have questions about this. So did it happen on the bus? No, the water gun fight, no. Okay. No, so, it happened but, when we got to camp. Okay, so they're walking out of the store. Yes. Did any of the grown-ups identify the fact that they had water guns? Yes, and we gave it approval. <laughs> and you get Okay, so okay, so you were complicit in this. All right. So you get to the camp, does it happen immediately? I mean, No, did they... it did not happen immediately. Okay. I, I want to say I can't remember what day it happened. It happened within, you know, I think it was a 4 or 5 day camp. It happened within the first day or two. So if you're saying that some of the kids bought water guns, that means that like there's a significant portion that doesn't have it. Was this just like a slaughter? Well, it was mainly uh like like two small groups that bought the water okay. guns and they faced each other. Okay, so, so it was okay. about, you know, somewhere in the range of like 15, 16, 17, 18 people. So did somebody referee this? I don't know. Were you there? I was not present. You weren't there? Oh, my goodness. I just heard about the ramifications of it. Oh, my goodness. So uh, another question. Um, So did those kids eat? (laughs) Did they eat? Yes. Yeah, like did they have snacks? I mean, well, they were supposed to buy snacks and everybody's going to share and it was going to be a kumbaya moment. So did they eat snacks too? They didn't starve. I don't know if they ate snacks. So because here's here's my thing. So like what are we teaching them is that you can make alternate decisions to the group and it doesn't have ramifications for you because you still get to eat snack i did not feed them any snacks so i do not know okay well i just have questions about this and so i think that we're gonna have to do some more i'm gonna be the investigative reporter i'm gonna ask around i'm gonna find out guys what actually happened for all of you listeners um because there's just questions i have about this (laughs) uh and then as you were mentioned I was on I was on vacation this month. Yeah, you did. And so this this South Carolina living. This was a very different vacation um for us because uh my my brother brought his his girlfriend with us which was um oh, this the, is going to be fun. which was the first time and so um for me um she got my room. And so I ended up staying with my brothers and it's just very a very different dynamic um this just this vacation because I, you know, in, in past years, you know, normally I would stay up like super late and I'm not even joking, Todd. I know it's a little bit of a joke that Caleb goes to bed so early, like before the sun even goes down. Um, but in past years, like I would stay up till like midnight, one o'clock, stuff like that. I didn't do that this time um, because I knew, you know, because I knew that I needed to be, um, I just needed to be the best Caleb, you know, coming out of vacation and on vacation. And I knew that I just needed time by myself because I knew that that wasn't going to happen. And so for me, like what I did was, you know, I would just wake up, didn't set an alarm or anything like that. But I would walk on the, I would either walk or run on the beach um, for a little while. And I would go in the ocean for probably 15 minutes or so just to cool off. And then I went to this coffee shop, which was about 10 minutes away. And just read uh, read scripture, journaled, and basically read all the books that I want to read. And I did that for about two hours. Everybody's falling asleep right now with you telling this story. Not everybody. Most people are. But it was just a it was just a great time um, for me. And and so if you're wondering like why why did why did Caleb make the remark that Todd thinks it's funny and there's a big joke? Well, so when Caleb says that he goes to sleep before the sun goes down. He means when the sun goes down, like December 21st, when it goes down at 4.30, Caleb's thinking about bed. Um, <laughs> Not quite that early. Like, it's 4.30, sun's going down, and Caleb's like, well, it's getting dark out. Nope. I need to think about Not, it. Not quite that early, but with summer being so long, like I've had. Uh, it's the same amount of length every year. 
Well, I meant like the it's like the same like, like the day with the daylight being so long. I, I understand that. There have been a few days to where the sun is out and Caleb's going to bed. And that means if you're keeping track of this, that means yeah, he is. He's going to bed during the eight o'clock hour regularly. The late eight o'clock but, hour. But here's the but here's and not the thing. regularly. But let's let's so let's really dig into this because let's talk about what time you get up. I need you to admit it into a microphone for everybody to know. Um, what time do you set your alarm for? Like, late for me is getting up. Like, I would say average is around 5.30. I get up. And that's late, everybody. Um, Tell them what really the time that you get up is. I mean, I usually get up, you know, on a like on a couple of days, I will get up at 4.30. And then, um, you know, I would say usually around... Five, five, 5.15. And how many times do you think in the, this sum, just this summer that you know of, how many times have we, you and I talked and you were getting up when I was going to bed? I don't know if that's ever At, happened. Two. Okay. There, I've kept track. <laughs> I've kept track. There have been two instances where Caleb and I, we will talk the next day. So I'm learning something new right and, now. You're and it fresh. Caleb's like, you know, I got up at 4.30 this morning. I went to pray up on the mountain. You know, I got the stone tablets. Shout out to all of you who understand that reference, because <laughs> Caleb's basically Moses, and um, I we're talking, and I'm thinking in my mind, oh my goodness, I went to bed at 5 a.m. And friends, it's not because I'm out partying; it's because of insomnia. <laughs> insomnia is real, and so I'll get into these creative zones where I'll just start like reading or writing something. And I'll read for like six and a half hours. And it's next thing I know, I look at the clock and it's 5 a.m. So um, it, I have, yeah, we've done that several, several occasions. Now, what do you do? Like, I want to really talk about what your morning routine is. Can we, it, can we, let's save this for, we can do I, this on a, come on. This is, this is fascinating. This is the hard hitting stuff that we want. The, the people want this. We'll, we'll do this on, we'll do this on another episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The people want this though. Well, we will tease it. It will, it will happen. All right. Okay. I'm going to switch over. We'll switch over to Insta stories. I will walk you through Caleb's morning schedule. No, we'll, we'll, do, an, we'll do an episode. We're going to have to have a pinky promise yep. on this at some point. Yep. Pinky we'll, promise. We'll pinky do, promise. All right. Yep. People we'll want this. Well, I'll walk through my whole day with you oh, if you this want. This is going to be. This is great. Okay. Anyway. I'm for it. Let's. Uh, Let's move on to some of the things that we've learned about. Uh, You're so professional with this. In the month of I July. I love it a lot. Okay. So I'm here for it. Let's I'm thinking let's get started. You know, it's summer. Let's get started with movie summer blockbusters, Woo! all of that. I know that. Uh, let's do it. Let's, so let's talk about movies. What are some movies that have stood out to you and what are what are some things that you've taken away from them? So are we going to wait for Spider-Man till the end? Like, oh, till no. the end of this? Like, or I'm, you want to jump in right now? Jump in right now. You want to go right now? So I think for me, um, there's there's two big, big movies this summer. I think we have the same well, um, in July. Um, sure. If we're thinking about the same thing. Yeah. So, but but the first one, I, I mean, the, the one that came out first for me was, was Spider-Man. Um, and so, I, Caleb and I, it's a very well-known thing. We are huge, huge Marvel fans. Like, we are for everything yeah. Marvel. I drink the Kool-Aid and I help make it. I help make the Kool-Aid as well. And Caleb and I were trying to figure out how we can get on distribution. So, it, it's like, it's a, it's a thing. And so, you know, we went... Well, you went, we need to tell that story. Yeah. So I can tell that. You can tell this so, story. 
we discovered so spider-man uh did not release on a normal no, it day didn't. it released on a tuesday on a tuesday and so i was trying to figure out because i had a uh, prior engagement that night yeah you did prior and, engagement so official and you had a bonfire and uh a party animal yep and so uh we were trying to figure out what time that you me and then my brothers and then our friend dominic and, and, let's, and let's give this some context because for us like when a marvel movie comes out oh, it's like going, a national holiday yeah, oh yeah we're going day of like it's it's a ho- it's oh, a holiday yeah. for we're us. going day of. yeah okay continue and so like a week out we say okay here's the two times that we're looking at i want to say it was like nine or nine thirty and then like a 10 o'clock showing yep as well and i'm like and as we had mentioned earlier i go to bed before those times yep both but i'm staying up for both of them and so he's like already saying yeah. i'm suffering on yes. wednesday i don't care i am suffering bleep all of this we are going to stay up okay continue. exactly and so we get to we decide on okay, we're going to go see it on Tuesday. These are the time. These are the two times that we're looking at, and depending on uh, whenever I get back, we'll go to these time. We'll go to whatever showing it is, and so then uh, we get to Monday. Oh yeah, Monday. And Todd tells me, "Hey, I don't think I'm going to be able to go see Spider Man." Yep. And I'm like, "Oh no, you're going to see Spider Man." Oh no, you're going. And you were very adamant. Like I was. Caleb does this thing where. Caleb does peer pressure better than anybody I've ever met in my life. Well, we agreed to something, and... Um, but you do peer pressure better than anybody I've ever met in my life. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's also because That's you work big pr- compliment. primarily with students, and you understand how it works intimately. <laughs> uh, and so... Talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Monday... Yeah, and so Monday happens, and Todd's like, no, I'm not going. And so what I do is I... Get the group in on oh, it. Oh, yeah, I get the group in on it. And so Tuesday comes, and Todd's still like, no, I'm not going. Not going. And so Todd did not go with us to see Spider-Man. Oh, hold on. We can't just do that. No, no, no. We can't just do that. So we have to explain what the group was doing. So I'm getting bombarded with text messages from Ben, from, from ben who is Caleb's younger brother, um, and, and from John, your other younger brother. Like, they're texting me. And they're yes. like, they're, and, and like, I'm getting it with them from group texts and individually like they are having a concerted effort for how they are approaching this thing and i mean they're going hard like ben is guilting me ben is pulling out every trick in the book trying to guilt me into going like he's saying i haven't seen you in a couple months man i just got back from college not too long ago like you know we've really got to do this thing and blah 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 john is being a lot like john's the logic one in the in that family and so john's like being logical and and he's like well here's the deal like you know we're gonna do this and we're gonna go on vacation for a couple weeks here soon and so we're not all gonna be able to hang out and then ben's gonna go back to college eventually and you know you've got it you've got to do this and da, da, da. like they're just attacking me i feel attacked at this point now for full transparency on my part here's all that i did he told his younger brothers that todd is not going to the theater and you should text him to see if you can get him. That's uh-huh. all that I that, said. That's that, yeah, what, right, but you also understand what that means. I'm, you knew I was going to get attacked. I was maligned. <laughs> I was I was viciously 
I I was I was victim. Okay, let's let's hurry this. So okay, so we get into the thing and and it's and it's um what what, what you guys went to what nine something showing ten ten ten, ten I think oh five we went to or ten. something like that yeah. So I'm in bed and okay we also oh, yeah. need to give context to why. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> we also need to give context to why I didn't go and why I'm I'm in bed. Okay, it's my first week leading up to me being having to lead on a Sunday morning. It's my first time where I'm by myself. The other person who was leading that ministry is gone. Not there any longer. I have a huge day. I have to set up by myself all of this stuff and make sure that everything is on point. And it's going to take me several hours because I just don't know what I'm doing yet. And so I'm like, I need to be fresh for this. Like, I need to be on point and ready. So that's why I decided I didn't want to go because I'm like, hey, this is going to be dumb. I'm not going to be able to be on point. Okay. Meanwhile, so, Caleb has a 7.30 a.m. meeting. The meanwhile, next Caleb has a 7.30 meeting, and he's just going YOLO and DOLO. If you don't know what DOLO means, it means die once, live on. It's the Christian version. Now, <coughs> Caleb and his compadres are at this movie. I'm in bed. I am no shirt on. I'm in bed. And I FaceTime him. And what do you him. do? I FaceTime him. You FaceTime me. And I answered, and you guys are like, where you at, Todd? Where you at, Todd? In the movie theater. FaceTime me. And I'm no shirt on. And what do I say? I'm in bed. Leave me alone. Bleep you. So that's the premise to Spider-Man Far From Home. There you go. That's the story leading up to it. Okay, so. I see it the next day. So that the next, so I see it Wednesday night, the next day. Um, it's, it's right before July 4th. I see it. It's amazing. Um, I think that, I'm going to make a controversial statement. I think that those end credits at the very end were the best that Marvel has ever done. Most controversial and best that they've ever done. It was very Tell good. me I'm wrong. It was very good. Changed my mind. I think Spider-Man Far From Home has one of the coolest probably five minute shots in all of the mcu which one are you talking about i'm talking about with so there's uh so the villain in spider-man far from home is this guy named mysterio who's an illusionist and so to where they fight one of the first times and there's this illusion sequence Mm -hmm. um with spider-man is super awesome yeah yeah, it it was that part. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts too. I so I just think that there was so much mastery that that Marvel and Disney showed in that in the making of that movie, especially coming off of Endgame. Yeah, where the bar was set so high, it was such an epic movie. I mean, that's a movie that people will talk about twenty years from now. Yeah, as is 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 a thing. Endgame, and so you have to follow that up like two months later. Yeah, well, and like I've heard it compared a lot this way. Of, you know, Avengers Endgame was really the conclusion of a saga or of an era. And then Spider-Man Far From Home is more like the epilogue yeah. of it. Yeah. And I think that's I think yeah, that's right. It's just exciting to see what's gonna happen next with MCU. And Zendaya. So there's that. There's that. So that was the first movie. Um that was that was pretty huge. Second one, I took my mom to. Um The Lion King. Yes. We need to talk about the Lion King. Yeah, and we haven't actually. By the way, just so you know, we haven't actually personally talked about the Lion King yet. We've talked about Far From Home. We haven't talked about the Lion King. Yeah, I took my mom to see it, um, and 
it was everything that I ever wanted. Um, and I think there's so many principles and brilliance that, that Disney put into that movie that just show us how to do marketing right and how to do product placement right and how to um, just have excellence. There's so many reasons why. Um, but I'm going to let you, because I talked a lot on that last one, I'm going to let you just kind of give your thoughts on, on Lion King. Yeah, I would say I really enjoyed Lion King. There was um, a couple of things that I was a little bit disappointed with. Um, like I thought that Donald Glover and Beyonce were going to be in the movie a lot more than they were. What are you talking about? Beyonce was Nala. Yeah. They weren't in the movie for that long. For maybe. What do you mean? Maybe 40 minutes of the movie. J- J- it's a two-hour movie. That's half the movie. That's not half the movie. Simba, the guy who played Simba. Yes, adult Simba. Right. Same thing. 40 minutes of the movie. Okay. I disagree with you on this. I I loved how they stretched. You know, one of, one of the criticisms that Lion King is getting is that you can't see the emotions on the animal, on the, on the animals, on their faces, stuff like that. Um, and that's and that's true, obviously, because emo- animals don't emote um, at all. But like, neither I th- do Caleb's. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> not anymore. Um, <laughs> not since. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> uh, but I I thought they did a great job of painting the emotional picture all the way leading up into uh, whenever Simba's dad Mufasa dies. Like, yeah. I thought they did a phenomenal job because, you know, I'm, like, literally, I'm sitting in the theater whenever, like, I'm seeing Simba, like, call out to his dad. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm on the verge of crying. Oh, oh, sir, I cried. I'm on the verge of no, no, crying. No. I did cry. My mom is ugly crying next to me. And I am I look over and I'm like, dang. I And I just start crying. And I'm like, I am a 27-year-old grown man. And I've seen this movie. A bunch of times like this is not a new movie i've seen this movie yep it's just real now and i just started crying yep i loved billy eichner and seth rogan as timon and pumbaa totally agree phenomenal that they by the way i believe that those performances deserve awards at least for the script writing for the script writing of how they really formed that and i know that it was basically it was a lot of straightforward like this is actually what happened in the original story Mm -hmm. but the way that they wrote it to make it to make it fresh great great yeah. and then their performances were, were were also i mean phenomenal yeah there's there's a couple other you know nitpicky stuff that i would say you know could have done better but overall like i really enjoyed the movie i would i would watch it again and i think um you know another thing and we're just seeing this with disney as well and i think we might have talked about this um but disney is doing a great job of iterating original content yeah for new purposes yeah. i mean lion king is probably going to make a billion like oh easily. probably going to make a billion dollars. at least 900 million we're, we're talking eight nine hundred million easily yep um but we're talking by the way we're talking making like 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 net yeah. not gross like yep. it's gonna net yeah. this much well and here like and like just like literally just think about like all the like great stuff that's doing like they have the potential to have um and just from this point right now four billion dollar movies yeah dude and then in the previews when they're doing the previews and they showed for the first time the preview for mulan 
I'm, I looked at my mom and I was like, they can take my money right now. Literally, they can take my money right now. It's just, it's, it's so brilliant. And there's so many principles that can be extracted from what they're doing with all of this. Yep. Um, I just think that it's, I think it's incredibly high level. I think that they've really um, figured out how, hey, all these 90s kids who grew up watching these movies, 80, late you know, 80s and 90s kids who grew up watching these movies, they're all having kids now. And like, let's give them an experience. And I think that, yeah, you're right for content providers. How can like Gary Vee talks about this all the time? How you can repurpose your content. Yep. And I, I just think it's brilliant. I think yep. it's a good move. Cool. Any other thoughts online, Kate? Hey, you know, I just have you listened yet? Um, have you listened yet at all to Beyonce's stuff that she? Music I listened that she to did? Spirit. I listened okay, to Spirit. so there's there's a whole bunch of music that she came out with, kind of accompanying this this thing. Guys and girls, check it out. So I mean, let's just let's just go from there. How about music? Oh. So that's number one right now for me. Like I have been playing all of Beyonce's music that she came out with us for this for this all the time. Like it's in my regular rotation. Um, it, it's it's so it is it's just so good. I she's masterful right now. Everything that she does. Um, I'll just leave it there. I mean, there's lots of people way more qualified than I am who've been talking about her music that she came out with with this thing. Um, I would direct you to uh, Joe Budden's the Joe Budden podcast. Um, I would direct you to just different places like that. Um, so anyways, Beyonce, go listen to her stuff that she came out with. Um, another thing that, that I've really, um, I've really been into, I'm still into it. We talked about it in June, but I'm still into it. I have been listening to Indigo, Chris Brown's album, Indigo on repeat the entire month of July. It is that good. I just, if you haven't listened to Chris Brown's Indigo yet, there you go anything else any other music that's been my jam okay yeah so uh as for the past few months i've been creating uh just these monthly playlists we'll link to it in uh of just just the music that i've been enjoying all throughout the month so here's uh here's some highlights for me uh wolves at the gate came out with a new album called eclipse Amazing. Which you were rocking this morning when you pulled into the church to record this. I was. NF has a new album as well. Um, remind me, what's it called again? Do the Search. The Search. Is it, it might be Search. It's the, either The Search or Search. Um, but re- regardless, you get it. And then uh, 116 came out with a summer playlist. It came out with a summer playlist. That's a brilliant idea. Yes. And I didn't even realize. Like, I was looking back because I was like, huh. And they actually did it last year, too. I didn't even realize it. Um, and then Ed Sheeran's new album. Oh my gosh. We need to talk about Ed Sheeran's album. Okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You go first. I, th- I think it's just brilliant of, um, and honestly, I think, I think we could see a lot of music going this way of if you're not familiar with it. So the album is called collaborations yep. and literally he does a collaboration with someone like big on from every ev- and, single album and not only that's big from every genre of music yeah. he does a per- he does it with with Chris Stapleton yep. who is a a southern rock country artist yep he does something with Eminem he yeah. does something with Meek Mill Travis he's, Scott Travis Scott he's doing something from every genre Justin Bieber Justin Bieber is on the same album album as Chris Stapleton what are we doing people yes. her if you don't know who her is for one, you're a sinner. For two, go listen. It's the most diverse thing. And one of our friends, Brandon Hostetler, shout out to, to, to Brando. 
um, him and I were talking about this album. It feels like a playlist, and I'm also noticing that. People are moving away from a lot of the cogent It Flows albums to they're creating albums that feel like a playlist. Yeah. Well, that's how people listen to music. That's now. how people listen to music now. And it's I just thought that it was masterful. I thought that it was well thought out. Um, and I'm just I am so about I'm so about that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and this I guess this kind of goes with uh, videos and stuff, too, but also music. Um Hillsong United shot some video, shot some kind of performance videos, some music videos um, with Spotify. And they are, I was watching them this past week and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're absolutely amazing. And um, we'll link, we'll link to those in the show notes as well. So Todd, let's talk about podcasts real quick. All right. Am I starting this one off? Well, how about, how about actually I go first? Because I don't have please, a lot of podcasts. Please, I've got a ton. Okay. So one is, and I know you're going to talk about this. Uh, actually, I'll save this one because uh, I know that you'll probably talk about it too. Um, one is uh, Andy Stanley's leadership podcast. He did a couple of episodes with Ian Morgan Crone, who is an Enneagram. Uh, Not an Enneagram. He's kind of the guy yeah. for the Enneagram. Yep. About uh, Enneagram with leaders and how to lead different types as well. Um, and then... Um, North Point uh, Church, I want to recommend uh, this series that Andy did called You're Not the Boss of Me. Yeah. And it's all about um, not letting your emotion, like, oh, I'm trying to think, how to make sure that your emotions aren't running your life. Yep. And so yep. it's really great. He talks about fear and guilt and anger and and uh, and I think a few others. Uh, and it's yeah incredible. Um, another one is... Uh, by Passion City, D.C., mm-hmm. and Ben Stewart. Uh, have you ever read his book, Single Dating? I still haven't read engaged, it. No, married? I so still haven't read it. He's doing a series based on that book right now, and I've been listening to it and highly recommend it. And Ben Stewart's a good dude. Yes, super good. Um, and then uh, mentioned Ian Morgan Crone earlier. He did uh, on his podcast, Typology, he did an episode with Lisa Turkerst about um, about how sometimes um, sometimes peace shouldn't be the ultimate goal whenever it comes in a relationship. It's better to love than to have peace. And then uh, he also did an episode with Carrie Newhoff. Yep, he did. And I'm sure you're probably going to get into that as well. Um, of looking at Carrie's book, didn't see it coming in yep. the different challenges that each one, like that each Enneagram type can face. And what did he do? Two episodes? There was, was there two episodes? Yeah. Or just one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was two, two episodes and yep. it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. And it's also on Carrie's podcast yep. as well too. And then, uh, I've been, be, been behind with Carrie's podcast, but an old, older episode, um, is with our, our, uh, podcast friend kevin jennings i'm going through that one right now and kevin kills the game yes kev you destroyed that episode yep exactly so those are some of the podcasts i've been listening to that stood out for me all right so i am in this relationship i am more of the podcast guy i listen i consume i think a lot broader genres and a lot different stuff than caleb does um Caleb's the weird book guy. Um, no, he's not weird. I love him. Um, so I just have some weird podcasts that I've been listening to. 
So one of them that I've really been turned on to recently is called 99% Invisible, which it's so good. So uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, there's this episode you need to listen to, and it came out in May, and it's called La Sagrada Familia. Are you familiar with what this is? No. Okay. So it's it's supposedly one of the most um, unfathomable architecturally designed structures in the world. They can't figure out mathematically like computers can't even figure out how the guy that designed it did it. And so I will send you a couple of pictures to put in the show notes of what this thing looks like. It looks like aliens came down and designed it. It's a church hmm. and it's in Spain. It's in, it's in Spain. It is crazy. So they couldn't for over a hundred years, they could not figure out because um, there was a, a big church burning and they burned all the architectural documents. They couldn't figure out how the guy who originally designed this thing, how he did it. They couldn't figure it out. And so it took them over 100 years until they started using software that is used to design airplane jet fighters. That was the only software that they could use that could figure out how they were shaping and designing how he was doing this. It's the most crazy thing ever, but there's a half-hour episode on, like, everything they've discovered about, like, what he was doing, how he was thinking. And it taught me a lot about creativity and about thinking and ways of how we think. Um, unbelievable episode. Uh, I'll have Caleb will link to it in the show notes. It was so good. Um, th this week, we're in the, what are we, third week of, of July right now when we're recording this, something like that. Um, Joe Rogan came back from vacation, and he did one of the greatest episodes I've ever heard in my life. He interviews Dr. Cornell West, who, yeah, who is um, one of the frontier people in terms of um, racial equality and, and just kind of fighting that fight. Um, so he did this episode with Dr. Cornell West. Now, I'm going to tell you, Joe Rogan is a comedian and Joe Rogan is a very coarse human being and there's a lot of language, but it is truly one of the best conversations I've heard about this. It, it, it was so good on so many levels. Um, it, yeah, I'm, that's all I'm going to say about it. Just go listen to it. It's about two hours long, just so you know that. Um, but put that thing on two times speed, one and a half speed. You'll be fine. Work through it. It is so good. Um, and then also, obviously, you know, you were talking about the Kerry Newhoff, um, the typology stuff that he did. Uh, a couple things on that. Um, I appreciate carries transparency so much on on him talking on that and, and everything that that came out of those those interviews I, I just think that there's something to be said for transparency and also for people being creative and thinking through what other people might be facing and and how to create resources and tools and episodes for people to refer back to to, to be able to, to learn from I just think that that's I think that's really high level and really really brilliant yeah and it's like going back to what I was saying about the conversation with Kevin Jennings, like yep. Carrie talks about his desire to want to do those things on that episode. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Carrie right now is hitting a, he, he's hitting a spot where I, I think he's really in a niche for himself right now where he's just killing the game um, in a lot of ways. So yeah, I'm just, Caleb talked about it already. Go listen to those episodes. There's two of them. Um, they're they're just they're so good. And then finally, the the last one <clears throat> that I will um that I'll I'll just briefly mention is uh, I found this I found this podcast um 
a couple a couple of months ago, and it just kind of sat in my in my feed. Didn't really do much with it. Um, it just kind of it was there. Uh, it's called um, the Knowledge Project, and I think I've mentioned it. I think I've mentioned it before on here. Um, but they've really been having some really really great episodes uh, on here. And so, if you don't know what it is, uh, they they bring in. The Knowledge Project, here's their description. The Knowledge Project helps you helps you build a world-class multidisciplinary education that you can use to make better decisions and live a more meaningful and productive life. So it's actually kind of close to what we do here. I mean, they just interview people from all different walks doing all sorts of different things. And so they brought in um, this guy named Thomas Tull, 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 something like that, who's the founder of Tulco. And it, it, so the episode is called Following Intellectual Curiosity one of the best episodes of any podcast I've ever heard in my life. I feel like you've been saying that a lot recently. It is. It's because maybe me just because you're on a hot streak right now. Well, there's hold on though. There is just so many great podcasts right now though. That's true. Like there is so many of them out that people, and and I don't even like we, you and I know this because of the business that we're in with doing podcasts, but you can go in podcasts on cold streaks where like you interview people and you do some stuff and you'll hit a two month spot where nothing clicks. And I feel like right now people are getting so good at this, 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 this medium that they're really reducing the amount that they put people put out bad content. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, go check that episode out. It's, It's really, really good. That's, that's what I have. Yeah. I would even say like something that I've done during the month of July is like I've deleted a lot of podcasts that like which is necessary which is necessary yeah. and here's this is the thing that uh that was tough and why I didn't want to do that is because they're like honestly they're great podcasts but I was just finding myself subscribing to so many podcasts that I just wouldn't listen to them simply because I didn't have enough time and so I've deleted a lot and have just decided okay like I'll either start listening again once I get caught up on all of the podcasts that I'm currently listening to, or that means that I got to get rid of some other one. I got to get rid of some other ones. No, I'm with you. I mean, you and I, we've, we've started doing this a while back and I think that you and I are both getting more extreme with it. Like we used to just, you know, Oh, this is a staple. You have to, but then you look at it, you have to listen to it for five, six weeks. Yeah. It's like, why do I am I still subscribing to this? Clearly, it's not impacting my life. Yep, yep. So let's uh, let's move as we head into the home stretch. Books. What are some books that have stood out to you? So um, I've I'm rereading The Power of Habit, and I'm reading for the first time uh, the Dichotomy of Leadership. The Dichotomy of Leadership is by it's the follow up um, that Jocko Willink and uh, Leif Babin put out to their first book called Extreme Ownership. Um. <clears throat> So good. Uh, I'm probably maybe a third of the way through the book. Um, been learning a lot of things about it. A lot of stuff about what they call decentralized command and how you empower other leaders around you. Um, and, and so they do a great job with that. Both of them, if you don't know who they are, just Google both of their names. You'll They're amazing people. But they were in the military in the U.S. Navy SEALs. And they talk about decentralized command a lot. And so it's something that I've really been thinking through as, as a leader. And, and by the way, Caleb and I, the people we lead are, they're volunteers. Like they don't get paid to do this. And so it's an interesting dynamic when you're leading people who don't, you don't have the traditional, I pay you carrot to kind of wave in front of people. 
And so just learning a lot about decentralized command, about empowering other leaders and how to do that. It's a great book. Power of Habit. <clears throat> it's convincing me more and more of, of the necessity to really think strategically about the day and about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and about what habits I'm creating or what habits I'm breaking. And so really have enjoyed that, rereading it. I read it years ago whenever it first came out, and it's just been such a great read for me to reread it. So those are the two main ones that I've been kind of working through in the month of July. Cool. Uh, Caleb hasn't read anything. That's not true. I've read some stuff. Um, I think one of the things uh, that I've just been really challenged by is I feel like I've been um, like I'm not like I'm naturally like a leadership book person. Like I'll naturally go to those or business books or creativity. It's your pocket and stuff like that. And one of the things that I've really been challenged with recently, um, and I'm sure you could probably hear it. I think I'm just I'm just realizing just the theme of it um, in this month is um, is getting like better at character, um, reading about more stuff like that, and then even just relate even just like relationally, um, of you know. I'm not, I'm not married right now. And so just figuring out how can I, how can I prepare to become someone, you know, Andy Stanley talks about, you know, becoming to prepare, becoming the right person versus looking for the right person. And so you and I were talking about something last night that I think that I want to talk about with this. Yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the thing that I told you a, a while back that, that you and I both, it oh. kind of haunts us. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh, Todd asked me this question. I want to say it was probably a year ago. Probably a year Close ago. I was working through a piece of content and I had this thought that struck me and it haunted me. And then you and I were talking about something and I asked you this question. What was the, what, tell me what the question was. Yeah. The question was, um, well, you, you're going to, I know what the idea is. You, you tell what the specific question was. So the, the specific question that, that I asked is, um, what aren't you willing to work through? What what you aren't willing to work through right now is eventually going, your your family is eventually going to have to deal with the repercussions of it. Yeah. So what's the thing in your life right now that you need to deal with so that your kids don't have to? Yes. And and I got this as I was reading through um, piece, pieces of the Old Testament. I was putting together a piece of content and um, I was reading through different stories of different characters in the Old Testament. And there, there are pieces of their lives that because they didn't deal with a pivotal thing, and they kind of kicked the can down the road, their children, their grandchildren, or for some of them, they were leaders of the, the, the nation of Israel. The entire nation had to deal with the repercussions of what they did. So the example that, that, um, that I used was um, Joshua and how he didn't fully obey God when God said to go into the land of Canaan and, and take out control of the whole land. He didn't kick out all the tribes of the Canaanites. They were like, he became, the nation of Israel and him, him as their leader became complacent and didn't kick all of them out hundreds of years down the road king david eventually has to deal with this and it tears the nation apart and david has to deal with it and finally finish eradicating and chasing out the rest of the canaanites from the land of canaan and it caused such enormous problems and it was all started because joshua didn't personally obey in his own faith, his personal life. He didn't obey God in something. And hundreds of years later, people had to deal with it. 
And it haunted me when that thought struck me. And so Caleb and I, we've been having this conversation, and it's something that bugs the crap out of both of us. So you're just going with your thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, and, like, I feel like God has been, like, going, I'm dealing with this stuff in you so that you don't have, so that other people don't have yeah. to deal with it. And, I mean, we've talked about it. Like, it is pain. Like, it is painful. Like, like right now, or the past few months have probably been some of the most painful months I think I've. And you started talking about your life excavation. Where yeah. you're just, like, doing excavation yeah. on yourself. Well, and that well, that's what it feels like is that mm-hmm. God is do like God is doing that. I mean, like I've referenced, you know, that's where like we've talked about in the past of like that's why Brene Brown's work has been so impactful to me. Yeah. That's why like things we talked about last month of like the four loves and scary mm-hmm. clo- mm-hmm. like like if you want to see what I'm going through right now, just read read, the, read, read those books. Read what books read the, he's, read he's those, telling you he's just reading. Read those books <laughs> right now. Um, and so I've been diving into um, some other ones, and you know, one for me that a mentor of mine really encouraged me because um, he said, because I was just talking about this idea of um, of in, in relationships of, um, you know, just feeling like, like how, um, how your relationship with someone like in, in persevering in it and staying with it um, can lead to character development. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, it sounds like you're talking about this idea um, that's talked about in this book called Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas, that yeah. marriage is meant to make you holy, not to make you happy. Yeah. And so I've been reading that um, throughout this month. And dear goodness. And your dad has a great line. So Caleb's dad is is the pastor of the church that, that we work at. And his dad has a great line about this where he talks about when he talks about Patty, Caleb's mom. And he says, you know, Patty's the greatest thing that ever happened to me outside of Jesus. And I, and I, you know, that's kind of a throw. It feels like a throwaway line, but relationships and, and, and marriage ultimately, it really isn't about the happiness piece. It's about what makes us better and what makes us better followers of Jesus. And, and that's always been a throwaway line. And Dwight said that for years and years and years and years. And, but it really is a thing that, that, you know, Patty's the greatest thing that ever happened to him outside of Jesus and, and how, you know, Patty has fit into that and how she's helped his, and, and Dwight will also talk about how, you know, Patty has been the one person in his life that has really radically changed his faith and helped him to think of, of faith in different ways. And so, um, yeah, that totally, uh, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. And, you know, just another one to go along with that is this book by Hen- uh, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend called Boundaries and Dating <laughs> as well. So yeah. I've read Boundaries before. We joke about Boundaries. Oh, oh that was the uh, worst book that Caleb ever read. Boundaries. Caleb should never have read well, that book. Well, to be fair, the that was younger, unhe- that the, was younger the younger Caleb misapplied some of that stuff, and now <laughs> current present day Caleb is much better, much better, much better. Um, Proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're my, um, guy. You're my guy. And then another one, and I, we, I might have talked about this on the podcast. I'm rereading it. Is the obstacle is the way? Yeah. yeah. It's by Ryan, Ryan Holiday. Holiday. And really the premise behind that is, is that, um, oh man, there's this great, uh, oh, I'm forgetting what his name is. It's the quote that the book is entirely based around. Hey, we're going to it's get Socrates. This in, it's not Socrates. We're, Plato. we're getting this in real time. Aristotle. It's Aristotle Caleb is pulling out his, pulling out his book right now. The obstacle is the way is out. And I'm pulling it out and we're going to get to the quote. 
This is where as we're filling time. As soon as I can possibly find it. We're filling time. Here we go. Here we go. So the weather. Here we go. So Almost how about the Browns going to win the Super Bowl this year? By Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. And I've it, not read this book, by the way, yet. And it's this. Oh, wait. Never mind. Uh-oh. You're going to get super <laughs> deep. And then fake news. Find it. I'm trying to find the exact so the quote. Browns are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And the reason they're going to win the Super Bowl this year is okay, because here we go. of Baker, Baker Mayfield. So it's this quote. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And basically the premise is, is that whatever yeah. obstacle you're facing, that is the path that, that is you the need thing. to go through. And, um, you know, I guess we could kind of just transcend. Tra- I mean, we've kind of been talking about things that I've been learning throughout this month as well. And that's what I've learned is that it's better to move through something than to move past it. Because what I've, and this is exactly, this is exactly what we were talking about with, Hey, like you're going to have to deal with, someone's going to have to deal with this someday. You're going to have to deal with your bleep because somebody's going to have to. And that's what I've been learning is that if you don't deal with, it, if you don't choose to move through it, if you choose to move past it, eventually it's going to come back up again. Yep. Like it, like, and if you continue to ignore it, then you're just abdicating responsibility and pushing it off yep. onto somebody else. Um, and you won't become like the, the best version of you yep. if you choose to do that. Um, and you know, I think the other thing that I'm learning right now is that, um, or one other thing that I'm learning right now is that so much like the reactions that other people's behavior, um, raises up in me, a lot of the time has to do more with me mm-hmm. than it is with other people. Because sometimes people's action, like I, like, like what's, what's being raised up in me almost has nothing to do sometimes with what other people are doing. Like the, my response is inappropriate to their action mm-hmm. and having to deal with that stuff and having to work through that stuff. Um, and then the last book that I've been uh, working through is called The Complete Enneagram by Bernice Chestnut. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is uh, like a more advanced book about the Enneagram and goes into a little bit more deeper stuff. Uh, But one of the things that I've realized about myself is that I have a tendency to take on responsibility for literally, for pretty much everything. You'll take on responsibility for things that other people have done that you had no part in. Yeah. I will, I will try to control things that are outside of my control. um, And I will try to take responsibility for things that I should not be taking responsibility for, which can be a good thing sometimes, but not all the time. But a lot of the time I would say it's not. A lot of times it's just unnecessary. And and what I've learned through reading that is um becoming more comfortable with developing the mentality that everything will be okay. And that it's my responsibility to control the things that I can control, to give it the best effort that I possibly can, and then just, you know, trusting God with the rest and that everything will turn out, that everything will be okay. That ultimately, like I don't need to be in control of everything because I'm, I'm not God. Right. 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 Well, Hey, um, one of the the things that I've been learning, it's just one thing. Um, so my sister, uh, told us last month that she was pregnant and it got me really thinking about a lot of things. So part of my story is my dad died whenever I was 20 years old. And so I've lived now, almost a third of my life i'm almost 30 i've lived almost a third of my life without having my dad around which is kind of a weird thought um it, it's really a weird thought 
And, and so my sister, she told us she was pregnant. And so it's really got me thinking about um, legacy. It's got me thinking about um, what, what do I want to leave behind. And so as of the recording of this, my sister, um, she let us know the, the gender. And I'm not going to say it yet because it will come out. This episode will come out before they do their gender reveal party. And so I'm not going to say it because I don't want people who I know who listen to this podcast to, to know before. But she revealed the gender, and and when when she told us what what it was, it, it really got me thinking about um, the responsibility that all of us have in 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 the family to be able to pass on certain things. Um, and and so I've really been thinking a lot about legacy. I've really been thinking a lot about why what matters about what what we do as working in churches, what we do working doing podcast stuff. And it's just been a lot of introspective, okay, what do I want to teach this child? What do I want them to know about what it means to be part of the Hicksonball family? And, and what, do I, what do they need to know? Um, and and how, do I, how do I help them? And then also for me, eventually one day when I have children, what, what do I want? How, how do I want to do that? How do I want to talk to them? What do I want them to know? What parts of my story am I going to use to help them? parts of my story what are the things I want to tell them what are the things I want them to know um and and uh, just to do it's just been a lot of me thinking about that so it's been kind of an interesting introspective time mm-hmm. it's fun questions to think about and also I mean it brings up the whole Joshua thing again with that question of of a what are the things that you're not dealing with now that you need to deal with so that the next generation doesn't have to deal with it yeah huge question yep yep Well, hey, thanks for listening to today's episode of the Learner's Corner podcast. And for anything, if there's anything uh, that we've said or any resources that you want to check out, you can look in the show notes um, for all of those. And uh, we will be back soon with more consistent episodes. But we've needed vacation. It's been good. It is. And I'll tell you what, we're coming back better than ever, baby. Let's do it. So thanks for listening to today's episode. Continue to subscribe to the podcast. So when our next episode drops, you'll be able to check it out. But thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Learner's Corner podcast. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is Todd Hicksonball. And until next time, keep learning and keep growing. Deuces, y'all.